Hello and welcome to another Wannabe Entrepreneur episode, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago and today, today is the last episode of 2022. It's been a long year of indie hacking, a lot, a lot has happened. I've learned so much both about myself and about the entrepreneurial craft and today I just want to do a wrap up because it's also one year that we have been together speaking with each other every week. We have interviewed people, we have learned together and uh, your amazing support was crucial for my indie hacking journey. So today is a day of celebrating, a day of going back to the beginning of 2022 and kind of go through all the episodes we did together and kind of remembering, you know, the the great thing about doing this podcast and narrating my journey is that this is kind of a journal to me and I can go back and see what I was going through, what challenges I was able to overcome and what I've learned from them. So that's what I have planned for today. I will uh, I'll try not to spend too much time in each episode. I I most likely will skip a bunch of them. I just want to share what I've learned and uh, celebrate with you another year. Another year of indie hacking and I will try to share as much as possible about my struggles, my wins and the money that I was able to make in this year. So it will be a whole wrap up and uh, yeah, let, let's get started with this amazing journey that was 2022. First of all, I hope you had an amazing Christmas, if that's something you celebrate. I remember my last Christmas when I was just starting my indie hacking journey. I didn't know what this would be. And to be honest, there was so much that I had to learn one year ago. One thing that I noticed is that it's much easier now for me to explain to people what I'm doing because I'm also more confident. In the beginning, I was the guy that quit his job and it was basically in between jobs. And now everyone in my family and my friends kind of accepts me as an entrepreneur, an indie hacker trying to make money from his projects. So that's definitely something that changed a lot. Now, let's go back in time. Let's go back to January 2022. Amazing sound effects, right? I mean, I I think I'm, I'm missing out here on an amazing opportunity as a beatboxer and a mouth sound effects guy. <laughs> but let's stick with indie hacking, maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, in January... My MRR, monthly recurring revenue, was a whopping $40. I was making $40 a month. And as you remember, maybe if you are uh, an old listener, I, I was just starting out. I was starting out with the community, my projects. I had basically invested most of my time uh, up until then in my app, Change It, my climate change app that is still available, I think. I don't know, I haven't maintained it for a long time. But that one, that project made almost zero money. And I've been focusing on that and in this podcast. I was building both together. And more or less towards the end of 2021, 
I started building the community and I kind of realized that people would be willing to pay for it. So that's how January started with a MRR of 40 bucks. And let me just say that even though it seems to be kind of the beginning, I was already in episode 179. It's crazy, but it has a very simple explanation. You see, when I first started this podcast, and maybe some of you still remember those days, I was actually releasing an episode every single day. I called it the blog. Instead of being a vlog, you know, video log, it was a blog, podcast log. Go figure. Anyways, I, I wanted to mimic an idol, a YouTube idol that I followed, which is Casey Neistat. And he did these daily vlogs for a long, long time. And I want to do the same. I thought it was a way to keep me sane and accountable. I later realized that it was just too much work and the content was not good enough. Turns out that the life of an indie hacker is a little bit boring, a little bit repetitive. So yeah, I saw myself just repeating constantly what I was doing because yeah, things just do not change from one day to the other. So yeah, I started in episode 179. Yeah, it was episode 179. It was called Unplug Your Brain. So in this little wrap-up, I'm not going to read the description. So I'm just trying to check out the titles of the episodes and see if I kind of remember what I was going through back then. And this is kind of also a good exercise for me to see if my titles are actually good or not. So Unplug Your Brain, how I disconnect from it all. It's obviously something related to being addicted to work and not being able to disconnect. It's still something that I struggle a lot, to be honest. And I I kind of see myself in the same exact situation one year after releasing this episode. Because now, you know, it's holiday time, we had Christmas and New Year's, and I see myself disconnecting, watching TV, going out with my friends... And it's something that I was really, really craving because I've been working a lot and I was too obsessed about it. So unplugging your brain, yes, that's something super important. And the next episode, it was an interview actually, was episode 180 and I interviewed Olivia about mental health and uh, mental health for entrepreneurs. So I was really trying to learn more about this topic. Then I can see here another one called The Ugliest Entrepreneurial Emotion. And I, I really remember this one. I was feeling jealous. Yeah, I remember feeling jealous of my good friend uh, Wolfgang because he basically started his podcast and he was already having much more views and listens than I did with my podcast, even though I was already in episode 180. So yeah, I kind of described that feeling. Since then, I... I still feel jealous sometimes, I have to be honest. I mean, I think everyone does, right? It's not only me. When you see someone succeeding, especially someone that just started doing something, or at least it seems to us that they started doing something, you feel like, okay, what is happening? Am I doing something wrong? Why is this person able to succeed and I am not? So this is something definitely that still happens, but it does not affect me as much now. I am, I guess, more confident in my abilities and I know that everyone has different paths and different speeds. So I'm actually quite happy and uh, Wolfgang is still doing his podcast together together with his co-host uh, Andy and I think it's a success. So 
really, really happy for them. Then I interviewed uh, Xavier Coifart, and I remember this was kind of my first introduction to info products, because back then I was like building apps and I knew about software as a service, but this idea that you could actually make money from a PDF or a guide or just compile anything or something you learn into a list, right? I remember Xavier telling me that he was doing this approach of doing uh, six products in six months. And uh, a lot of his products were basically creating lists, lists of where you could, for instance, share your startup. And people were willing to pay for that. It's much easier actually to get people to do a one-time payment to get such a list. And it's much harder to get, for instance, them to subscribe to your um, to your community like I did. So definitely this was a very interesting eye-opening conversation. And then, okay, I'm already seeing here some episodes that were completely life-changing for me. When I first started this episode, or this podcast rather, my friend, again, Wolfgang, told me that it was impossible for me to get Peter Levels in the show, but nothing is impossible. And he told me that he would pay me a beer if I was able to get him. To be honest, I'm still waiting for that beer, Wolfie. Wolfie, that's uh, how we call him, Wolfie. We're still wa- I'm still waiting because I did get Peter Levels in the podcast and it was just in the beginning. It was in January 20th where my or when my life completely changed because I kind of felt firsthand the what I like to call Levels effect. So I got him in the podcast. I still remember he was in, uh, I think, Bali or something. He was in Asia. And it just like popped up on my screen and said, hey, dude, what's up? I was like, hey, what's up? I was really, really nervous because it's such a, I don't want to say God, <laughs> maybe it's a little bit too much. But yeah, people tell him or call him the God of the indie hackers or the idol, like the Cristiano Ronaldo of the indie hackers. And uh, he has a huge followership, people that really, really like him. It's not just having a bunch of followers. Anything he writes on Twitter, for instance, people just like. And anything he does, people will definitely check it out. So I was nervous and it was so chilled. It was like recording the podcast from his bed. He showed me his room. And then we just had a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I remember that... I was just doing some research on on him, like I do to all my guests. Obviously, these kind of guests, guests that will somehow have have a huge audience and maybe potentially introduce my podcast to a lot of new indie hackers, I I prepare myself a little bit more, I have to be honest. It shouldn't be the case. I I should at least do the same preparation for any guest. But to be honest, I tend to focus more when I see that there is someone that normally does not do podcasts, right? So that, that, that was the thing. That was also why Wolfie told me that it would be impossible to bring Peter in the show was because he barely does any podcasts. So when I, for instance, interviewed Arvid, Arvid also has a huge followership and uh, a lot of people love him, but he also has been in multiple different podcasts. So people kind of already heard from him, but Levels is a different story. So I read his book, I checked out any interview he did and I compiled an interview that I wanted to be also something unique. And we end up going more to the personal side and 
we spoke more about his perspective on life and it was a very philosophical conversation and so far has been by far the episode with most views, both on YouTube, on any streaming platform. It has crossed more, I guess, than 2,000 views, whereas my normal interviews get to a maximum of maybe 500. So it's, it's really, really amazing. The levels effect was crazy. And I also wrote a bunch of blog posts around that interview that now are getting traffic from Google. So this was really, really good. And starting the year, starting the 2022 year with this interview, it gave me a huge boost. Then I did a bunch of episodes around how to interview Peter Levels, how do I got him. And then I can see here episode 186, I interviewed my good friend, Luca. Luca Restano, he started, I, I met him because I was actually looking for a tool to automate my DMs on Twitter and I found him and he was building such tools. I was like, dude, it's so cool. Let's, let's have a chat. And it was just in the beginning of his indie journey. He was making zero, I think, at, the, at this moment. He was talking about how he sold a company before and now he was building this Ivoe and then he ended up joining the community, my community. And we have been friends and, and talking about and giving advice to each other ever since. And Luca recently has, has grown his MRR. So if you remember, in, the, I, in January, 27th of January, I interviewed him, he was making zero. And now he's making like, I don't even know, maybe 700, 800 MRR. I don't know, because it keeps on increasing. So last time I checked, it was, I think, 500. And now he's already probably in 600. I don't know. So that was really cool to, to like see this and, and see this interview because this was the first time I met Luca and now we've been speaking ever since. Then I can see another episode called Can Communities Build Products? And this was when Maxwell pitched me the idea of us together as a community to build a project, a product, and we created the WB Labs and we were working on... Uh, oh, no, I, I'm... I'm forgetting the name. What is... Collab Club. Yes, of course. We kind of started working on this idea where you as, let's say, a marketeer and me as a developer, we could help each other with our skills. So what happened here was that we basically pitched this to the community, got a few people with a bunch of meetings and, and we actually planned most of it, but we never really end up building it because... I think it's so hard, you know, that, that's why I, I do things mostly alone, because getting a team to work together, especially indie hackers, where they are, most of them, they are doing this on the side, it was just really, really hard to get everyone motivated, so unfortunately the product ended up dying, but we still had a lot of fun here. Then I interviewed Olu, that was a really, really fun one, and then I interviewed, yeah, I interviewed a YouTuber, Someone that I really follow on YouTube, a great creator, uh, his name is Giordano, and he is the creator of The Juice Media, which is an Australian-based YouTube channel, and they uncover a bunch of uh, political and, and climate change and global-related truths. So they, they speak about um, shit, they call it the shit show or like, the shit tree. No, fuckery. Yeah, I think that's how they call it. The fuckery that's happening in not, not only in Australia, but all around the world. And they have great, great videos about climate change. 
It's really, really good. And it was so cool to learn from his story. He was a PhD in history, a history PhD. And then he kind of realized that it would add a much bigger impact on YouTube than basically writing papers. And then the story on how he and his family created this YouTube channel to a point that now is actually paying the bills, it is really, really interesting. So episode 190 was really, really a cool one. Now in episode, the next episode was, do I need to start looking for a job? I, I don't really remember. I guess I would assume that I was already feeling stressed because I was not making a lot of money here. So I can see that this is already February. And in February, my MRR was 72 bucks. So it went from 40 bucks to 72 bucks MRR. So it was not growing a lot. And uh, I... I interviewed Kevon, which you might know if you are on Twitter. And then I also interviewed Mark LG. And Mark LG was really a game game changer for me. It was such a great interview for two main reasons. First of all, it kind of introduced me to no code, which is something that now I, I use. And now even my, as you know, my freelancing uh, project is around no code, but back then I really didn't know what no code was. And uh, Mark LG was the first indie hacker I met that actually made a lot of money from uh, from no code. So he built this tool called Power Importer that, uh, and I don't wanna, you just need to go and listen to the interview to, to really um, understand what Power Importer does. It's episode 194. But it kind of it helps people to sync Webflow with Airtable. It's it's a tool that it's crucial for someone working with with these no code tools. And Mark is such a chilled guy. I love to, I don't know. I think he really embeds the indie hacker spirit. Very chilled, working in this lifestyle business, but able to make good money to sustain him and his family. It was really cool, and we've been in touch ever since. He's also now in the community. So Mark uh, is a really, really cool guy, and it was so great to meet him here in, in this interview. It was in February. And then March. So now we're already in March. And in March, my MRR was 88. So 88 bucks. It didn't, it didn't increase again too much in March. I was still working in the community, and... Uh, I have an episode here called Finding My Product's Value Proposition. So I feel that I was still trying to understand what this community was, right? Because when I started this, this was a way to support my podcast. And then I kind of figured out that maybe this was something more. Maybe this was a product. But I didn't really know. And I'm still, to be honest, trying to figure out. But now I'm much more far along. I didn't know what was the value that this community was giving. So I was trying to do... A-B testing and, and talking with people. And um, then I had an interview, an interview with Michelle. And uh, it was the first person I've ever met that went through the YC Combinator Accelerator program. So interesting. It was so, so interesting because she really explains the whole process and why YC, why YC <laughs> was so crucial for, for her. And uh, this is also a very interesting case because she has five or four other co-founders, so it's a big team. And they also have been build, 
building tools around no code. She spoke about her failures as well. And uh, it was a very, very interesting interview. She's a super, super uh, interesting indie hacker. And yeah, episode 196. Then uh, I was uh, kind of exploring in uh, episode 197, like steady growth versus viral growth. I remember I was trying to understand how to go viral and I did a bunch of kind of research and to be honest, I still don't know how to go viral, but I was trying to identify this, some interesting also YouTube videos that I, I was able to find and I speak about all of that in in this episode. And I believe that I also give some examples of certain tweets that maybe did not go viral, but did go semi-viral and got a lot of success. Then in March 10th, I interviewed Tim Stoddart and this was a very special interview for me. I remember that now because Tim is or was able to re recover from a drug addiction problem. And I I never had anyone, I never met anyone that had such a problem before. I was very nervous to interview Tim because I didn't want to offend him. I didn't know what lines I could cross and what lines I should just be respectful of. So in the beginning, before starting, I remember chatting this with him and, and kind of asking him, hey, is it okay if we speak about it? And he was super chill about it, super open. And I said, yeah, that's completely fine. And in the end, it ended up being such a interesting, inspiring interview on how he was able to actually get this challenge that he went through in his life and transform it into a business where he now helps people beating addiction and uh, he's able to live from, from these projects. He has a, a son now, everything powered by this indie business that he started. So this was a very interesting one. Yeah, it was a really cool episode 198. Then, um, yeah, then here episode 200. It was really cool because it was a very special episode where uh, Wolfie and Luisa, two of the first listeners of my podcast, they actually recorded a version of the WBE episode. And uh, it's so, so cool. And I basically, I didn't even edit it. I just listened to it and I posted it because it was so cool. Episode 200 was definitely, definitely special. Then I interviewed uh, Jacob, was also very cool. And uh, in episode 202, I was speaking about NFTs, remember? In that like the trend of NFTs, every, I remember having, um, have, I have my good friend Abby, and he's, I think he's still kind of obsessed on uh, NFTs, but back then, Abby and uh, my friend Stephanie, they were always speaking about NFTs. And I was like, what is this? What is this concept? And since he was here visiting, he kind of really explained to me what NFTs were, and I shared what I've learned in this episode, and I, I, it's a very interesting concept. I still think I don't. I still think it's can be both good and bad, and unfortunately, the the bad side won. And now people, everyone, most people think that NFTs are just a scam. But I think the technology is still really cool. Then I interviewed uh, Klo in episode two hundred and three. It was really cool about. Uh, digital wellness and how there's coaches helping you to somehow be more aware of your social media addiction. So it was really, really cool. Uh, episode 204, I am back to burning my savings. Okay. I I don't really remember what this was about. Then I interviewed Anna Bibikova. It was really cool. Super interesting indie hacker. 
and uh, like her story it's incredible she had a business that was making four million but she burned out and then she decided to go through the indie hacking journey instead of going like raising money and everything so very very interesting interview and now we are already in april and april my mrr was 168 so it kind of doubled it doubled from march to april and i don't really remember i think i started to basically do more marketing and i kind of figured out that i could use um, indie hackers the indie hackers website to get people in my community and at the same time you have to keep in mind that i'm working on my twitter i'm working on indie hacker and i was really putting a lot of effort into bringing eyeballs into my community to get new people to join so back then the price was still five dollars per month by the way and this will be important and you'll see why I interviewed Hillary in episode 207, was really cool as well. And we spoke about chatbots. And then I interviewed uh, Lydia. And uh, bear in mind that here I was doing basically one interview per week. So it was a lot of work of finding people, interviewing, editing. These interviews, as you know, take a long time to edit. And uh, Lydia was a virtual assistant. It was the first time I met someone working as a VA, virtual assistant, and she was focused or she's focused only in entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs. And it was very interesting to know more about this job and this position. I didn't know. And to be honest, also kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of hiring people to help me out, even though I was still not there. I still didn't have the money. But as you remember from my last episode, I did my first hire. And maybe that's also because of this because of uh, knowing that there's people that are there to help you out. Then uh, I had a therapeutic phone call with Dagobert. I had interviewed Dagobert in 2021. And then, as you know, he have been appearing here in the podcast. We have another interview scheduled. And this one, it's very important conversation because this was the conversation where I kind of convinced Dagobert to do his Twitter course. The Twitter course that now is success and everyone is kind of buying. Of course, I was not the only reason why he started, but he even told me that like that conversation was super eye-opening and hel- helped him to convince him to do and invest time on his course. So episode tw- 208, we both were really open. We had open our conversations about our, um, our fears and this was a really, really cool one. Then episode 211, I interviewed Rosie Sherry about community building. Very, very interesting. I learned a lot about communities. And I kind of figured out that it's possible to to reach, like to make a lot of money from communities, as she did. So it was really, really cool. Then uh, episode 213, I interviewed James from Indie Bytes podcast. And uh, it was very, very interesting conversation. I learned more also about podcasting. It's also good to like interview people that are doing the same as you, like Rosie with the communities, James with uh, Indie Bytes. And uh, here episode 214, the title was, I was being a little bit arrogant. And I... <laughs> I'm just checking the the thumbnail. I back then I was basically always personalizing each thumbnail and here I put like a huge mustache. I was trying to portray what arrogant would look like. I think here was because I was a bit upset 
with with the podcast, the fact that it was so hard to get people to pay for it. And I still didn't want to do any advertisement. So, I don't know. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, if they don't want to pay it, then I will just stop doing it. But then I kind of realized that I am not... I'm doing this for me, right? Not necessarily for you, because there's so many other podcasts that if I'm not posting, you could just go and listen to other episodes, to other podcasts. So I I was feeling arrogant because I thought that you needed this and I was completely wrong. So that's what I spoke about in episode 214. And then episode 215 is already May. And in May... Let's check out my MRR. 223. Yes, in May was $223. And uh, here still the price of the community was $5 per month. But, uh, okay, you'll see what will happen in June. I interviewed Luca Michelli in uh, episode 215. Really cool. Also a successful entrepreneur. I learned a lot from this. Then... Episode 2016, May 10th. This is where everything changed. Because here, the the title of this episode is My Product's Price Was Too Low. And here I kind of figured out, and a lot of things I figured out by just talking with you. I have to be honest. Here I figured out that the price was too low. I still think it's too low, but I decided to double the price. I doubled from 5 bucks to 10 bucks after a lot of the members of the community telling me to do so. And actually a lot of the members... Even though it was not required from them, they decided to also start paying more. And this had a huge change in my MRR. And I'll tell you once we get to June. But this was really cool. I also interviewed Tony Dean, episodes 217. Such a fascinating indie hacker. as One of these guys that I'm jealous as well. Because in one year, he was able to make so much money and make such an amazing product, and I've learned a lot from this interview, and then in the next episode, 218, I released another episode called What I Have Learned from Tony This Success Journey, where I basically went through his Twitter journey, like, I really analyzed it, and I think it's a good episode as well for you to listen to, because I've learned a lot. Then um, I interviewed Camille from... uh, um, She's working with Notion, and she's kind of bootstrapping her own Notion community, so that was really, really cool. And then, episode 220, I launched the community on Indie Hacker, on Indie Hacker, in Product Hunt, sorry. And this was a huge success, because up until then, all my launches on Product Hunt were terrible, with like five or six upvotes. And in this one, it was completely different, because now I had a Twitter followership, I had a community, and everyone helped me, and I was able to get in the top five, and this was really, really crucial, and in this episode 220, I share the whole journey and like a bunch of really cool advice for people trying to launch on Product Hunt. Then, episode 221, I interviewed Sean, which is is an indie hacker as well, but in the it's not like the one that you might expect because he's building something with hardware, a super cool concept, which is hypoponics. No, what was it? I don't remember. It's it's kind of hydroponics, but we where your your uh, plants are kind of in the air. So 
you have a spray. So he was building a machine that was able to spray the roots of the plants so that they can grow. And this is kind of a sustainable, sustainable farm of the future. And this was the first time I was introduced to hydroponics. And now I actually have one in my kitchen and it's super cool because now I have always like a lot of basilicum <laughs> and it was because of him. I learned that from this interview, 2021. So really, really cool. And then we get to June. And now let me tell you. So remember in May, my MRR was 20, $223. In June, because I doubled the price, it doubled also the MRR to $400. I reached $400 MRR with from the community because I doubled the price and because I was doing a lot, a lot of marketing. And uh, I interviewed Fed in episode 223 about Gumroad and uh, Gummy, Gummy Road. What is his, what is the name of his project? Oh, I forget. I, I need to check. Gummy Search. No, Gumroad is the other thing. His project is Gummy Search, which is basically allows you to search on Reddit for communities. And he's also building the Hive Index. Very fascinating indie hacker as well. Learned a lot. He's also a digital nomad. Then I got some holiday, which is really cool. I remember this. I really needed this break is the name of the episode. I went sailing, super cool. And uh, in June 9th, I interviewed a, a Portuguese CTO, a CTO of a huge company called HelloFresh. It's a, it's a huge company in Europe, and I think now they are reaching to the US. And I learned so much about what being a CTO means and how Nunu, that's his name, started being a CTO for this company when they were very small and how he was able to grow to a huge tech team, more than 500 people. And he really speaks about building in public and like being a CTO in public and being vulnerable and accepting that it might fail. So that, that that's the, the key points I remember from this interview. Really, really cool. And um, yeah, and then I have another one here. No corporate world for me, please. Ah, okay, I remember this one. This was after a conversation I had with someone that worked his whole career in the corporate world. And that's very, very interesting. Go listen to this, 226. And uh, this was basically holiday time. And I have here some republished episodes because I, I wanted to always publish on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And since I didn't have any interview, I just republished a bunch of interviews. And then... Oh yeah, that's cool. To 130, Dagobert came here to Portugal and he sat down on my couch and we had a conversation. We actually did an event together. It was the first time we did the accelerator demo day. If you remember, I had this accelerator program for 10 weeks. People worked in teams as kind of accountability groups and then they shared what they have learned and what they accomplished. And we had a bunch of, uh, we had Anna, we had Dago and Mark everyone, people that I interviewed, by the way, as judges. And Dagobert was here and it was super nice because then we went uh, um, we went for uh, for dinner and it was such a, such a cool day. So yeah, episode 230, it was cool. And uh, 230, the secret patterns of successful entrepreneurs. I started realizing that I've learned a lot from the interviews and I, I wanted to write everything down. And then we got to July and actually, from June to July, my MRR dropped. So, it, or actually, it dropped or stayed the same. 
I think it was because I was on holiday and I just didn't do any marketing. And here I started to realize that if I don't do marketing, things just do not grow. And I was getting a little bit anxious about it as well because I don't want to keep just sharing stuff on Twitter and on Indie Hackers as an obligation. I want my community to grow organically. And uh, I kind of realized that, uh, I started realizing that in, in this moment. I interviewed Killian, re really cool as well. And uh, I launched my first info product. Yeah, episode 234. Somehow related to the to the patterns, the secret patterns. I created a Notion, Notion guide. And I'm, it's still available. I think it's quite cool. I still use it for my own projects. And I made a few bucks out of that, like 100 bucks. But again, since I stopped doing marketing, I don't get people to buy it anymore. But since then, during the launch and everything, you can really see that now I add an audience. So it's so much easier to start something. And here I made a few bucks. And uh, here, I episode 236, I found an amazing co-working space. So I think it was maybe the idea spaces or the um, the now Beato. Here is when I started, when I met Miguel that then ended up inviting me to go to be a speaker on a conference that he was organizing. It was really cool. And uh, then I interviewed again Kavia and Luca. Uh, it's been a one year, where are they now? So I kind of um, catch up with them and, and they spoke openly about their struggles and wins. It was really cool. Episode 238, I joined Nomad List and I spoke about, I gave kind of a review of Nomad List. Then I interviewed Thomas Evans, another successful indie business, really, really interesting. I learned a lot here. Uh, I sent 50 cold LinkedIn messages. That was, that was a good episode because I got like two answers. It was really, really terrible. Then I interviewed in episode 241, I interviewed Kirill. This was a very interesting but also complex interview because Kirill is from Ukraine and he's also now we have been in touch he's also a member of the community now and he's still there because he's a man he's, he cannot leave Ukraine so it was very interesting to and, and shocking as well because he really narrated the days the first days of the invasion what he had to do how stressful it was and it still is and the dreams and somehow the PTSD not really PTSD but yeah, how scared he is. Uh, and also, we spoke about how he can keep his indie business while being in Ukraine and being in the middle of this war. So this was a very eye-opening conversation. And yeah, 241, great episode. You should definitely listen to this one. And now we are in August. In August, I was able to raise my MRR to $476 and Keep in mind that this was all community, all community, nothing else. I was well. I made some some bucks. Sorry, I also made some extra bucks with the with the guide, Bootstrapper's guide. But yeah, mostly this has been only community. And uh, then I spoke here as another episode called "My Hybrid Holidays Backfired" because I go went for holidays, but I was still kind of working, and that doesn't work. That really doesn't work. So episode two hundred forty two. And uh, then I was, yeah, all these episodes are sometimes or some something around uh, working and not feeling uh, good and working too much. 
Um, here, this episode, I got punched in the face. This was a very kind of clickbaity episode, but also true because I, I do Muay Thai and I got punched in the face. And I, I, you know, I always try to somehow keep some learnings that I got from my uh, non-indie life and bring them to my indie life. So people really enjoyed this one, the 246. And then we got to September. September, my MRR. Uh, was in 486, so it also didn't increase much. And to be honest, since then, the MRR hasn't increased much because I had the problem with indie hackers. So people started calling me out on indie hackers and telling like, Tiago, you're just spamming too much. You're a spammer. And I got really upset and sad about that. So I stopped doing and I stopped getting people coming to my uh, landing page. And I kind of made the decision there to stop relying so much on Twitter and indie hackers and trying to come up with other ways to bring people to the community. So I started investing more in SEO, YouTube and everything. And uh, here episode 248, I spoke about a cold messaging technique that actually works, which was basically cold messaging on Twitter. Really, really good um, technique there. I had an interview with Anthony because he was also here in Portugal. We did a bunch of events together and it was really, really cool. It was our first, it's my first time doing a crossover episode. So the first part of this episode was in episode 249 here in my podcast. That second part was in this podcast. Then, um, yeah, episode 250. I think I just found a co-founder. Was basically when I started working with João on the Indie Lottery was really, really cool. Then I interviewed uh, Sveta Bay. Very interesting conversation. Also because she kind of, she's from Russia and she left Russia because of the invasion. She didn't want to be any part of that. And the whole story of how her partner and I just, yeah, kind of flee the country and how they're building their business. Also very much related to info products. So episode 251, Sveta Bay was really cool. And then here... In October, I decided to invest on freelancing because it's been almost a year or more than a year, actually, and not making enough money to kind of pay the bills. And I was feeling really anxious about it. So episode 252 called No More Full-Time in Hacking speaks about that. And um, I I started kind of researching on how I could do some freelancing. Then episode 254, I speak about my first ever indie hacker talk, somehow connected to the fact that I met Miguel through the podcast. So as you can see, the podcast is somehow the center of everything. It's been the center of everything in 2022. Super, super cool to just revive all of this and check this out. Episode 255, I interviewed Julian Nahum, again, another person that has made tons of money from a no-code-based tool, Notion Forms, is making 160k ARR when I interviewed him. So, again, no-code, it's it's the way. It's really the way. (laughs) That's what I kind of realized. Then, episode 156, I just reached 1,600 Twitter followers in October. That was really cool. And um, and then I interviewed Mariana Trigo, a Portuguese indie hacker, I actually met her in the talk, so she was checking out my talk, and then after the talk, she came and said, like, hey, thank you for telling me that I'm an indie hacker, because I didn't know I was an indie hacker, even though that's kind of what I've been doing, so it was super cool, and um, 
Then I had a conversation again with Tony Dean about one specific topic, Viral Loop, Marketing Viral Loop, episode 260, really interesting. I think everyone should listen to this. I then interviewed Simon Oiber. This was a very interesting, really cool interview because I've learned a lot. Is super successful making 400k ARR and he became the first sponsor of this podcast. And I believe I will have an episode about that. Oh yeah, then, so now we are in November, and let me give you the MRR. So September was 476, no, sorry, September was 486, and November was just 496, so it just increased $10, my MRR, not a lot. And uh, here is when I had my conversation, episode 263, talking anxieties with my best friend. One of my best friends was here, is, is living in, in Berlin, but it was here and we had a very eye-opening, heart-opening, everything-opening conversation. And uh, you really enjoyed this episode. It had a lot of views. Very, very cool. And I really opened up about everything else I'm going through. And then, yeah, I believe here I started already doing my sponsored episodes, which was super, super cool. Uh, Simon being the first sponsor, but then I got also a few others, and this helped. This is basically the first time I got another income after the community. And at the same time, I was also doing... Yeah, this month was crazy. I was also doing the Indie Lottery with Jerome. So I got a few uh, extra bucks from this project. And I also interviewed Matt Gale, which he was also here in Lisbon. He came to my place, and we recorded an interview really, really cool, and we just spoke for a lot of time about our uh, journeys. And I episode 267 in December, and so we are in December now, which means that our MRR went up to 549 because of all these projects in the lottery and uh, and the sponsorships and everything. I fired my first client is a very interesting episode because it was the first time I had like a big, annoying... Um, conversation here in the community and uh or conflict so yeah listen to that one to know more then um yeah now we are basically reaching the end of the year uh episode 268 my one ultimate advice for indie makers so if i could give you one advice what would it be and then episode 269 my first hire we are reaching my first hire uh episode super cool starting from january I, I I hired Ida to help me with some of the events of the community. And the last interview of 2022 was Marie Martens, which is a very interesting interview because uh, she's kind of proving that you can be a parent and an indie hacker at the same time. And she and her partner, Philip, created Teleforms that is now making 30K MRR. So really, really cool. And that's it. That's one year of Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast. Sorry if this was a little bit too long. Sorry if this was a little bit too boring. In terms of metrics of the episodes, it's been really cool because it's a, it has been growing a lot. So when I, when I started and I was releasing every day, I had around 20, then 40, then went back to like 20 listens per episode. Then I, I, I changed that and I started releasing every like twice a week or so. 
and it went up to like 50, then 80, and now we are around 150 epi- uh, listens per episode, given that the interviews normally have more people. So let's say that this freestyle episodes have around 120, 130 listens, and uh, the interviews get to 200, more or less. It's, it's, it's not easy to grow this podcast, but one thing for sure is that you are super loyal because you are here every week listening to me, and that's really, really amazing. I'm excited. I'm excited about 2023. I had a conversation with, uh, with my partner, uh, and she's amazing because she, she told me, like, yeah, just keep on going. Uh, now you also have the freelancing, right? So I, I started doing the freelancing, which really helps to bring some extra money. And it's better to do this and still investing my projects than just go and find a job. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited about 2023. I know that there will be ups and downs. I know that because 2022 had a lot of ups and downs. I started with 40 bucks MRR and I finished with um, December, or not December actually, uh, November was 748 bucks, gathering community plus the sponsorship of the podcast plus the indie lottery. So a lot of income was able to reach this, 748. So it's it's a huge growth. It's really, really cool. But of course, I need I need more, but I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if in one year from now, I'm here doing this recap and what number will I be saying? I don't know. But one thing for sure, I'll be sharing every step of the way with you in the Wannabe Entrepreneur Podcast. And if you want to help out, there's many ways. You can share this with your Indie Hacker friends. You can DM me on Twitter. Just say hi, give me some advice, whatever. I love to meet you. And uh, if you send me a DM at WB Tiago, I'll definitely answer you back. You can buy the merch. Why not buying some mug or t-shirt with the WB brand? That'd be really cool. You can become a member of WB Space for 10 bucks a month. And that's all the ways you can um, support this podcast and make sure that we keep on growing. Because 2023... It's going to be an amazing, amazing year. This was another Wannabe Entrepreneur. See you next time. Oh, I almost forgot. I got actually interviewed and you can uh, watch slash listen the interview on the show notes. There's a link. You click and you see it. Hope you like it.